2: That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at
0: mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: You're listening to The Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Your digital home for online gaming excitement including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta. .ca. Munzer laureate how you doing? Happy Friday, Jason. How are oh, you doing? Hey, I'm uh, I'm doing great. It's nice out, the weekend's good. We actually have some snow coming. So uh, nice, lots of hockey too. There's a a rare uh, double dip for Oiler fans Friday and Saturday, and uh, got uh, coaching two games this weekend. So I'm fired up. It's going to be awesome. That's perfect. Um, I do want to talk about a few things. We're going to get into Connor Brown because I know you want to talk about Brown. We saw his interview with Speck and some of those things he said. um, You know, and the importance of kind of you know mental fortitude and belief, and if it's good or bad. But um, you know, coming back from injuries, of course, there's a there's a big thing. I know that you know Mark Stone sat out last year. And, you know, uh, did did Vegas probably extend his return? Yes, I think they did for a week or two. Doesn't mean he wasn't injured initially, but uh, if uh, if the uh, loophole's there, they took it. And uh, although their playoff roster still was cap compliant um, based on the eighty two point five million, but nonetheless. Um, returning from injury and because we, we, we've, we've had a lot of people I think that are out, especially young athletes and you come back from an injury, there is hesitation, especially in contact sports and probably even like in gymnastics or even in cycling, there's going to be the mental block, right? Mm-hmm. So easier said than done, but how do you come back and be effective after an injury that keeps you out for a significant period of time?
3: That's a great question and there's a couple of components because there's the physical component and then there's the mental component. The physical component I would say is easier because you can measure it easier by activities. So it's something that we call it like the formless substance versus the unformed. So when you're talking about the mental aspect, that's more of an intangible. So it's how do you measure that? And part of that comes from how you feel. If, you're, if your confidence is, is starting to drop because you're maybe afraid of maybe re-injuring having that happen that is going to play with your head so what you want to do is you want to mitigate as much of that i'm going to say negative self 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 talk or doubt and you want to move it onto the positive perspective um, with that saying in mind is is there's always like an affirmation. Some may call it a prayer, but in sports we call it an affirmation. It's a okay. mantra, something that you repeat over and over and over again until you literally feel it. And the feeling part comes with the belief and they go hand in hand. So you need one with the other. If you're missing one, It's not going to be a great return or it's not going to be a great game. So a lot of this comes from literally taking a pen, a pencil, writing it down. How do you want this to go? And it's repeating it so that it becomes the new normal. And while you're out on the sidelines, you know, maybe you're like, you know, watching the game or you're in the stands watching your team play. It's what can I do? And, and you start to play these mental games of, putting yourself into those scenarios so that when you go back into the game and you're in that spot, you've mentally had that training time. You may not have had the ice time or the dry land training, but you've had it mentally and when you see it once it's like oh okay i could do it again and then you do it again but you up the ante you up the level of going how good can i actually repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it again and again and that is the part that even though you're not in the game physically there's that mental component which is huge and it separates um, you coming back successfully or coming back uh, where it's a struggle
2: So there is the – but then there's also the physical element where depending on how long you've been off, Mm -hmm. you're not going to – because I don't care how much you train and how much you practice. Guys stay healthy all summer and they still say I don't get in game shape until I play games, right? Mm -hmm. So the the physical – like how much do people have to be realistic about their expectations coming off of an injury? Because I think sometimes they come back and they're like, well, I am back. I should be the same. But you're not going to be the same right away in a lot of instances. So – Part of it is con- not convincing, but reminding yourself and maybe even your organization that, hey, we can't expect player A to come back and be player A when they left, you know, after playing healthy for three months.
3: Absolutely. And you do have to be realistic. You have to have a couple of game plans because you technically should be back and you should be in the shape if you've been doing the pre the preparation to get back into shape again from an injury. Like when I broke my collarbone in ninety four. I could not raise a soup can. I could not even raise my arm to my shoulder height because I, yeah. I broke my collarbone, crashed, I wiped out. Um, coming back was, it was a mental game. I literally was on an ergo trainer or my bicycle with the handlebars flipped up. Um, then there's different stages, so you really need to map that out. And there is a duration, there is a gestation period for that. And the other thing you need to think about is, okay, if it's going well, what is this outcome? If there's a couple setbacks, then what is that outcome? If there's a really big bad set, out, like problem, what does that look like? Um, in, in 2002, Pan American Championships, Quito-Ecuador, uh, coming off of Commonwealth Games, I was sick. I thought I had the flu. Unbeknownst, I had a ruptured appendix just about to rupture. Like, it was brewing, and Mm -hmm. it was not happy. Um, And unfortunately, I was out for the rest of the season, which was really much of a bummer because I still had the world championships that I was shooting for to win, and I probably would have won it because of my fitness, the mental prowess, but then I got sidelined, and it was just totally out of my control, and then it was, okay, rebuild, rebuild, and that was the focus, to come back and then literally knock it out of the park, but I also had to plan around... That it was going to be a year.
2: Okay, now I want to switch gears a little bit to because it's not an injury, but we're talking about mental toughness. Mm-hmm. And um, Connor Brown, of course, uh, everybody knows he hasn't scored a goal in Edmonton. He hasn't actually scored a goal in almost two calendar years because of an injury. He only played four games last year, and uh, you know he's had chances, but he can't score. That's, you know, you do see at times when he gets around the net, there's just that slight hesitation. There's a little bit of a lack of confidence, I think, in how he's shooting. That's normal. Um, it was interesting, you know, Speck had asked him a lot. and He says, you know what? Hey, you came here and then, uh, you know, to be somebody who would help him and they might move you out of the deadline to bring in someone else. and He said, well, that'd be a mistake because, you know, I'm going to play well. Um. What did you? How can you tell the difference of you know? Is it fake until you make it? Because some people will say all the right things, but mm-hmm. then they aren't doing all the right things. So yep. when you when you read what he said and then you watch how he plays, do you think it's like legit? Like he just can't score, but he has confidence in other elements of his game.
3: What do you make of it? I think he has confidence. I think he's trying too hard. To be honest, if I was his coach, if I was his mentor, I would say to him, you know what? Let it go. Like, seriously, let it go because he's trying too hard. And what happens, what I see, you know, from a a mindset perspective is when you try too hard, you put a kink in the hose. And I would just say, look, go out, play this game as if it's a championship game and have the most fun you have ever had before. Because sometimes what happens is when you try to make it happen it becomes that thing of force and you're double thinking it, you're overthinking it, you're hesitating and that's where it shows up and it's like you keep hitting, you're you're so close, but it's like, okay, you're not scoring, the, the puck's not going in the net and I would just say, puck it, you know what, let it go mm-hmm. and go and have, like, go and have the game of your life, go and just play all out as if you're a kid and I can tell you right there is that when you go, to have fun you can actually slow down your events you can slow down the plays and that is when you start to get into the flow
2: if what like what should connor brown be doing now that's any different or cuz he's like when i watch his games actually he's on the check. he creates things he's act, like last game look how many good chances he had yeah so like the only thing i i could think of honestly is He's got to work on his finishing ability around the net. I would because his effort, I don't have an issue with. His penalty kill, I don't have an issue with. His stick placement, I don't have an issue with. I would be spending tons of time just shooting the puck because that's the that's the only thing that's lacking. It's that's not, the it's, close. Yeah, it's, he's getting there, but yeah. he's not finishing. Yeah. So working on on your skating and being in the weight room isn't going to help your finishing. Correct.
3: I would say you're correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like the closing part of it. I'm, you know, I mean, the the drills are great. Okay. But yeah. Do you need more fitness? Maybe not.
2: Yeah, I don't think he needs more. Like, I think he's in good enough shape. We see that in the games. Like, I don't see places where Connor Brown, you know, has a, he's getting caught from behind because he's not in good shape, right? Or he's always not getting to the puck and he's short on every battle, because of it, yeah. right? So um, to me, it would be more so I would be working on shot after shot after shot. And I would probably, if I was the coach, I would say, hey, get a goalie in at the end of practice and let him score a few on you. honestly. You know, now some would argue, you don't want your goalie to let goals in. Well, get a third goaltender then. I know they have practice goalies. Get a third practice goalie out there for a practice. Winnipeg does it with Connor Hellebuck where they bring out a third goalie and he doesn't have to take as many shots because they want to, they want to reduce the amount of volume that he takes even in practice. Right. So I would do that. And I would tell that guy, hey, when 28 comes down on you, you're going to make sure that you're giving him a corner or something so he can visualize himself
3: scoring. And I think what you're saying is what if you position the goalie in certain spots and get him to really pick those spots and really practice them, which is the closing marks, right? It's, okay, what else could he do when he's doing his visualization? You know, In sports, in cycling, what we would do is we would take coming out of turn four – which would be about 60 meters, I think, mm-hmm. coming out of the corner to the finish line. And what are you doing coming out of that corner? And where are you looking? Where are your eyes fixed? Your eyes have to be fixed through the finish line. So, you know, the equivalent is, okay, set the goalie up and, you know, practice those point shots and see, make it a game. How many times can you actually score?
2: Yes, 100%. I'm Like you, yeah. you, you I'm a big believer that how you practice is how you play. I'm a oh, firm goodness! Like Absolutely. If you, if you can't complete passes or score in practice, I don't think you're going to complete many or
3: score in games. You definitely won't. If you do, it's fluke. Yeah. It's not luck. It's fluke. Yeah. There's a difference, totally. right? Because because you have to go in prepared, and if there's one hole or one element that it's not there, then okay, what do you have to do to mitigate it? What do you have to do to course correct it? and we used to practice Jason we would go from the middle of the track to the finish line and you had i don't know 20 meters okay. and you had to throw your bike how the heck do you throw your bike on fixed gear so you can't stop pedaling and you literally it's there's what, is, a, what do you
2: mean by throw your bike?
3: Literally. I have a photo finish that went down to one one thousandth of a second, and I lost the race. And we both had literally thrown the bike because you can get this momentum, and it's almost like you're scooching up on the nose of your saddle, your your bike seat, and you literally throw. Like if if you can so see me, you right left
2: now, the tire off
3: the. Oh God, no, no, oh, no, no, okay. no! You always keep it on the track because if you get air, then you've lost a second, two seconds, Yeah, yeah. like because. You, you always have to be on the track. But you're throwing your bike forward. And it's like, you know if you give a skater a shove? Right. That's what I'm doing with my hands on the handlebars. And so is it, and it, at, that,
2: at that point, are you out of the saddle?
3: Nope. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. You have to so be in the saddle. you're in the
2: saddle and the bike's moving?
3: Yep. Really quick. At okay. about probably 60K an hour, 65K an hour. Okay. Yeah. And it's spectacular because seriously, like it's like when you see the um, the ath- athletics track and field and they literally throw themselves Across the finish line, it's the same thing, except you're on a bicycle and you can't stop pedaling. And you'll even see it in road races like Tour de France when we were talking with Steve Bauer. I mean, it comes down to who can throw their bike the best.
0: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.
3: Hmm. And that's precision. Yeah. So but, you, you have but the to first time it. you, d- oh God, you have to practice yeah. it. Because the first time as you're you do trying, it.
2: I'm trying to visualize mm-hmm. doing it, and I can't do it.
3: No. But so. it's 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 no. really cool, and there's a feeling associated with it that you know, you just no. know.
2: Yeah. Like I think, you know, Connor Brown can take all the mental stuff and he's mentally strong and all those sorts of things. But I believe if he's not working on shooting, shooting, shooting and different angles around the ice where he scores from, like don't take long shots. I haven't seen him take a long shot all year. That's not as it's not what he does. Yeah. I would be trying every shot cause he's getting open in the slot. None of them are going in. So yeah. you guys got to keep shooting repetition to me. You know what? Um, and practice it slow. And then, and then the other thing I would do is, uh, and I asked, actually asked Chris Knobbock this and he chuckled because earlier this year, Ryan McLeod hadn't scored but in long funk, I think it was 20 games, scored an empty net goal in Winnipeg. He didn't really cheer, but his teammates cheered. Then the next game, he scores 10 seconds or 12 seconds, whatever it was in the game, and he goes on a heater where he scores seven or eight goals. Yeah. Warren Fogle had, uh, hadn't had been into funk, scores an empty net goal in Arizona, scores two goals the next game. And then Fogle even told me that his first year in Edmonton, he'd gone 22 games without a goal. Glenn Galtson was head coach. In, uh, uh, he got called out for one game. I think Woodcroft was something that Woodcrofter or. Tip it, somebody was gone anyway, and he was the head coach for the one game. Mm-hmm. Put a full goal out on the ice for the empty net goal, he scored. The next game, he scored two goals again. Yeah. And even though it's an empty net goal, there's yeah. the psychology of just, it goes, you see you see a number one by your name, but you also know you scored. You don't tell yes. yourself that there was no goal. You just know you scored. Oh, a goal is a goal. Yeah, and so I, I just think Brown, you know, if he scores one, I'm not saying he's going to score two goals the next game. I'm like that abundantly clear. But – it's clear for me right now that right now there is a massive block when he gets in a shooting position. Yep.
3: yep. And one of the best things is practice, practice, practice. Practice it slow so that when it's at like mock speed, game time, it becomes automatic and you just like, phew, you, yep. you, you do it. Yeah. Just puck it. That's what I say.
2: I like it. I like it.
3: Lorianne, have a great weekend.
0: You too. Thanks, Jason. Small details or big surfaces.
1: Market. Market.